Okay guys, welcome to episode 96, Pushing Rubber Podcast. Adam Piggott coming to you here from Holland on a Saturday afternoon. Um, changing the day of the podcast, um, it was Wednesday, it's been Wednesday since the start, and I'm almost up to 100 episodes, so it's been going for a couple of years now. Um, but I'm just finding now that Wednesday is not uh, a great day for me to record. Middle of the week, uh, I get home, I don't have any any energy for it, any patience and any inspiration really, I think is the biggest thing. Um, now I know I could record it on the weekend and just publish it on Wednesday, but I like to put it up, you know, straight away. Uh, I don't do any editing on the podcast. I don't. I don't muck around with that sort of stuff. I just record it and literally upload it. Bang! It's on. Walk away. Whatever. Um, and Saturday, just I did it sat last Saturday, um, and that worked out. I thought that worked out really well. Uh, I was really happy with the podcast. Um, I don't normally listen back to that much of my podcast, but that one I did, and I was I was really really happy with it. Uh, and obviously it was because I had a lot more energy, because it was Saturday, as opposed to a, a Wednesday evening after being up since five o'clock in the morning. So uh, what I'm trying to say is the new release date for the podcast is Saturday. Um, and that's probably also going to go well for when I uh, move over to the United States in the next couple of months. Uh, I'm scheduled to be moving down to Louisiana for work. Um, so look, if there's any listeners, regular listeners on the podcast who live in Louisiana, let me know. Uh, send me an email. You can find my email on my contact on my blog, and uh, um, I can uh, have a beer, maybe have some crawfish, have a po' boy. Yeah, I can mispronounce the names of your towns, like Aaron Clary mispronounces all the Australian ones. Brisbane. Fucking hell. Um, so. And Saturday will be an easier day for me to record down there, I've no doubt. Um, I still have to buy another laptop computer for that move. Um, a few of my listeners slash readers slash good contacts in the Manosphere, such as Didact and a few other guys, um, uh, Tech Guy, one of my regular commenters, uh, gave me some good ideas. Because I'm going to buy basically laptop with external hard drive, um, and the difference is I'm not going to try and buy a gaming laptop. My laptops in the past have been gaming laptops. Gaming plus laptops, that's an oxymoron. The two don't go together. You need a desktop. So that's what I will miss in uh, in the US because I have my fantastic desktop rig here, which is just... I've spent a lot of money on it. How long ago now? It's got to be over three years ago. And it is absolutely faultless. It doesn't even make a sound. Twin fans, liquid cooling, just, just, oh God, just a great desktop. So, um, with a nice big, big monitor. Uh, so, of course, I'll be missing this when I go over there, but I can't take it with me. Um, decisions as to what's going on with me personally. Obviously, it's three weeks since the uh, ex-good wife walked out. Um... And yeah, I'm starting to come to terms with it quite well. Um, the The important thing is that I'm not making any hard and fast decisions in a rush. Honestly, and I've been I have been brutally honest 
with you all since this began. My initial reaction was just to buy the first ticket back to Australia and go and go back there. Um, luckily, I didn't, um, and it's really important in this sort of situation to stay calm and stay cool and not make any major decisions at all. Um, so, just cruising on. Things are working in the background. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything personally anymore about what's going on, um, but yeah, things are things are moving along. Uh, will it go the way I want to go? I'm not sure. Um, as 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 regards to anything like this, but um, handling it. This is the third week now. This week's been a good week. Uh, you remember from last week's podcast, last Thursday last week, so what are we talking, eight or nine days ago now, that was my nadir, that was my low point. And then I went out on the Friday night afterwards, that wasn't a good idea, I should have cancelled that. No, it was, I was not in the mood to go out, ended up picking picking a fight with a bouncer, just because I wanted to hit someone, and, uh, and he would have been a good guy to hit. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't step up. Oh, well. Um... I think that was the nadir, definitely. Uh, it's been a much better week this week. Just a lot more calm, personally, with what's going on. Um, and today's been a Saturday day, really fantastic day, actually. Um, got up early, got up around 7 o'clock, um, which is a, I, I, actually is a sleep-in for me, to be honest, considering what time I get up during the week. I have to say also, I've been sleeping a lot. Like um, Thursday night, I went to bed, believe it or not, at 7.30, which is just crazy. But I think it's I think it's a reaction to do with, uh, you know, the emotional stuff of what's happening. My body just needs rest, and I still am working quite hard, uh, and work takes a lot out of me because I need, I need to give a lot of personal energy in my work uh, on, an, on an average day. Um so now when I haven't got that much personal energy, I'm finding I get to the end of the day and it's, and it's basically I'm wiped by about 7 o'clock at night. It's also November, so the days are getting really long. Um, and uh, I think it would, be, it would be different. We've got, a, when we bought this place, uh, there's a, a wood fire, a wood burning stove downstairs, but we discovered that they'd, they'd fucked up the conversion and the, uh, on the first floor, the chimney width wasn't up to standard. And in fact, we removed part of the ceiling and uh, upstairs, and we discovered that it was all, you know, kind of singed, <laughs> to put it mildly, in the in the roof. Um, I think it'd be a lot different if I could. So I can't basically, I can't, I can't stoke up the, the wood burning stove, which is a real, a real letdown for me, personally, because I just, I haven't had a wood burning stove since Italy, and that man, that was my thing. That was my thing. I'd get home at the end of the day and I'd light light the fire. I'd get up in the morning on a, on a weekend or a day off, I'd light the fire. It would go all day. And it just it just makes the place. Um, if I had that, I'd be, I think I'd be staying up a bit later. But basically, I'm, I'm pretty well wiped by the end of the day during the week. And I, and I just go to bed. But I'm sleeping. I'm, my head isn't full of um, noise and voices and crap. Which is really great. So I'm handling this. I'm handling this quite well, to be honest. Consi- all things considering, 
couple of meltdowns, um, minor ones. Um, one private, one public, but yeah, pretty good. Today's a good day, man. Got up um, and I got some friends coming around this afternoon. Uh, a couple, a couple that helped us with the house uh, when we were doing our renovating here. So I've uh, I decided to cook a uh, baker chocolate cake. I haven't done that ever, I don't think. I got the recipe out of a great French cookbook, French Roots. Uh, probably my top cookbook I have after the Harry's Bar cookbook. Um, and uh, yeah, that's gone quite well. Um, cleaned up the house, did everything, did all the shopping. Just basically sat down and I've been eating my food in front of the computer or in front of the television. But today I, I made myself a really nice breakfast again, a really nice bacon and egg breakfast. And I ate it at the table downstairs. And then I had lunch downstairs at the table with a nice glass of, glass of white wine. Um, and yeah, it just, yeah, today feels, feels, it's been three weeks literally to the day and it feels like I've turned a bit of a corner. You can't rush this stuff. You've just got to go through the process and you've got to um, exist within it as best you can. Uh, and the more that you acknowledge it, the quicker it goes. And the more that you refuse to acknowledge it, the slower it goes and the harder it is. It's best just to fucking get it out and done, man. Really, it is. Really, 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 really. So, yeah, that's been my week. And, and just, just letting you know that because of I know that a lot of you guys are interested in what's going on, both from, uh, you know, maybe worrying a bit about old Adzy Wadzy, but also this is uh, what I'm going through now is a real is a real negative for me and a positive for professionally what I do for the, for the blog and, and my articles and, and my writing and that sort of stuff because it, it's so relevant uh, to guys living today. So, you know, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep reporting from the front lines, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, um, Dalrock, uh, the Christian um, blogger, who I have a lot of respect with for... Um, and he has for me too, which is which is really nice. Because uh, he's he's. If I look at the Manosphere guys, um, uh, Rollo obviously, Roycey, um, and then Dalrock, they're my big three, I'd say. Um, so um, Roycey doesn't know I exist. Uh, wow, Royce is an is an enigma. I probably I think I think Royce is one of the smartest guys on the internet by far. He he never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I, I think I write pretty good stuff, um, and I construct stuff in a very uh, certain way. But man, Royce is sharp. He's one of the sharpest guys on the internet. Really, really, really. If if there's one blog that I check. Religiously, it's Royce's. Um, uh, Rollo um, knows I exist. Uh, I think he thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> and, and those of you who follow me will know what happened when, when Aaron Clary fucked me over in that regard. Um, and then there's Dalrock. Um, he's a really good guy and has really been really supportive of me and my work. And he reviewed my book, um, Pushing Rubber Downhill, um, this week on his blog, which, yeah, netted me quite a few book sales 
Thanks, Dalrup. Um, and um, let me just get it up here. Um, it was really interesting because there were... He did a book review. Let me just go to Dalrock's blog here. Let me go to his blog. Um, and he did the book review. It was, it was quite short. It's got 50 comments. And the comments were... I didn't read all the way through the comments because I got to the first few. Um, and... It was just... It was really interesting in the fact that people are commenting and they're commenting on, my, on me personally. Um... And a lot of them have got it so wrong based on their personal prejudices and misconceptions uh, and projections. It's quite illustrative that you have to be very, very, very careful. Uh, this is a good lesson for me that whenever I'm trying to analyse someone else and I'm analysing it based on what I'm getting from other people, um, you've got to be so careful because this sort of stuff. Um, anyway... I just wanted to go through one comment, and that was one of the early ones from a guy called Scott, and his his name's illuminated, so it looks like he's got American Dad Web. I don't know, I've never been there. Um, here's his his comment. I quickly looked through, looked at, looked through his blog though, and it's a little too man uppish for my taste. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? It's a little too man uppish in inverted commas for my taste. Uh, the twenty eight traits of modern man are too specific. I don't know, would you prefer it if they were vague? Uh, there are plenty of men who would disagree with a large portion of these and are still good men. I didn't say that you had to be a good man to follow the 28 traits of the modern man, but okay, projection once again. For example, and here we go, I shaved every day for 20 years on active duty, even on Sundays. My wife could not wait for me to leave the army so I could grow facial hair. If that means I am not a modern man, he is a cartoon. And what he's referring to is the second trait of the modern man is the modern man shaves every day. And he left a comment, which I actually approved, in the, even though I don't approve comments on old posts. Uh, but I was like, fine, uh, whatever. Um, and I thought to myself, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this, this podcast episode to go through the 28 traits of the modern man because I was being subtle with the 28 traits because I was giving you guys a, ben a bit of credibility and the benefit of the doubt. And also when it comes to writing, good writing, you don't shove it in people's faces. You know, you, you outline it and you let them fill in the gaps for themselves. That's, that's what good writing is. Uh, Dan Brown shoves it in your face. It's not good writing. Ernest Hemingway outlines it and leaves you filling the spaces the gaps which he has purposely left. That's great writing. And that's the writing I've always tried to do. And I tried to do that also with the 28 traits. Maybe that's a mistake. I don't know. But let me go through them now. And let me specifically explain what each trait is actually about. Some, some of them are face value. Some of them are exactly what they pertain to be. Others are not. Um, which means the 28 traits of the modern man require you to do a little bit of work. It's not platter. It's not handed to you on a platter sort of stuff. So let's have a look, shall we? So the first trait, the modern man is moderate. That's, that's face value. That's exactly what it pertains to be. 
Uh, I think moderation is one of the most important, if not the most important trait that we can have, especially in today when there is so many temptations for us to just stray off the reservation. Uh, a great example, I think, that, that came up recently in some stuff I was reading is porn. Um, porn is just something you just don't want to get into. It, it seriously is a road to not only nowhere, but, but just very, very bad places. Um, but w- when it comes to anything, um, so, so moderation is, is about choosing the vices that you indulge in, but also being careful about them. Um, so that one is face value. All right, the modern man shaves every day. Is that trait about shaving? Yes and no. It's about discipline. Uh, Jordan Peterson says, clean your room. And by the way, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Jordan Peterson, oh my God, we had him. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is a fraud and a liar. Some of the stuff he says is right though. By the way, frauds and liars, it's not 100% wrong. Part of, being, part of being wise is identif- the ability to identify propaganda and the ability to be able to sort out uh, the, the right stuff from the wrong stuff. If someone's going to be a propaganda tool, they're not going to come out with total shit. They're going to sprinkle what they're saying with good stuff, even if it's really fucking obvious. And then, once you're hooked, do all of the undermining from within. And that's Jordan Peterson. And some of you guys have been really, really dumb in regards to him. Different topic, whatever. The modern man shaves every day is about discipline. It's about having the discipline to get up and wash your, sh- wash your sheets, fold your clothes, clean your clothes, clean the bathroom. Pay your bills on time. Be responsible. Um, Because you do that not only not to be a drain on society, but to give yourself the best chance to be able to be in an excellent position to take advantage of whatever opportunities come your way. If you're just a slobbish cunt who never pays his bills and is always behind and is always scrambling to just try to keep his head above water, you're never going to see any of the opportunities that come your way, let alone grasp them. So by being disciplined, you're giving yourself the maximum advantage to be able to get ahead in life. And that's what the modern man shaves every day is about. Do you literally have to go and shave every day? No. If you want to wear a beard, wear a fucking beard. But keep it looking sensational. Don't have it look like birds could be nesting in it. All right. The modern man does not apologise. That is straight up what it says. That is straight up what it says. And one of the critical ones in this day and age that we live in. Yeah. And some other guy on Dalrox on, on that thing had a problem with me saying the modern man. Let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. Um, uh, it was a pretty early one. Um, Adam Pigott's very use... OK Rickety from OK Rickety blog. I don't know. Adam Pigott's very usage of the phrase modern man makes me cringe. It strikes me as a concession to political correctness to qualify man with modern. No. No, no. The idea of the modern man is is that 
how to survive in the modern age. That's what a modern man is. A modern man doesn't mean you're in front of the guys that lived 100 years ago. Au contraire. It means the skills you need to survive in the modern age. Once again, once again, I didn't want to make it blindingly obvious, but shoving in your faces, but apparently it seems like I have to do this because people are so fucking stupid these days. He goes on, while he may be a good writer, I'm hardly surprised that a man who makes chasing a girl his life purpose would end up being divorced by her. Fucking hell, man. The book's about a fucking different chick. Seriously. Like 25 years ago. Fucking hell. Anyway. This is what I mean about like It's just, just face value stuff and you've got no idea what you're talking about. The modern man works out. That's, that one is, number four is face value. It's exactly, once again, what it pertains to be. And by workout, I mean lift barbells. End of story. None of this cardio fucking shit. The modern man never orders a bottle of wine that can be opened without a corkscrew. If this one here was not a clear signal, as clear as you can get, that you have to kind of, on some of these ones, dig beneath the surface. I don't know how easy I have to make it for you. The fifth trait is about ceremony and the importance of ceremony because ceremony is tradition and tradition is culture. And culture and our nations and society being fucking destroyed from under us by multiculturalism and socialism is one of the most important things we can hold on to today. That's what the fifth trait is about. The modern man rides a motorbike. This is about hobbies. This is about interests. This is about getting away from it all. This is about going out to the wilderness a couple of days a year and reinvigorating yourself as a man. This is about making sure that no woman that you get with stops you from doing the things. If you, if you go and hunt fucking duck and quail and shoot them out of the sky and then you get with a chick and the first thing she says is, I don't want you to hunt duck and quail anymore, well then you've broken the... the the sixth trait. What about Prince Harry with this idiot American that he married? He said he can't go hunting anymore. And he was like, oh, of course, my darling, I'll keep you happy. Fucking hell. Yeah? The sixth trait is really deep when you start delving into it. Really, really deep. Seventh trait, the modern man has travelled. Once again, this one is, you've got to dig a little bit, but... Bit beneath the surface. Do you have to have travelled? No. But you have to have got your head out of the small pond in which you grew up. You have to push your boundaries. You have to get out there and risk falling down. The modern man has travelled. The seventh trade is actually about risk and risk taking and how that is very, very important because it's so easy for a man in this day and age to avoid it completely. But if you do avoid it completely, when risk is about hard times, okay? And risk is about, look, a lot of people have commented to me on how well I'm handling the shit that's hit me like a brick right now. And the reason that I'm handling this quite well in comparison to other guys 
is because of all the risk and trauma that I've purposely put myself through in my life. I've tried to be as anti-fragile as I possibly can to benefit from traumatic experiences. And the way that you do that is you put yourself through traumatic experiences. So the modern man has traveled is about risk. And the great thing about risk is you grow stronger. Yeah. If I, if I had just been at home in Perth in the same job my whole life and the country club and the golf club and you name it, and then the fucking wife divorces me, I would have been fucked. So the seventh trait, the modern man has travelled. Once again, you've got to dig beneath the surface for what's going on there. I really gave you guys credibility to do this. Eighth trait, the modern man does not waste time or money on a college degree. This is about planning for the future, and this is about recognising propaganda, and this is about not being a sucker. That's what this trade is about. And the college degree one is such a great example about this, but it is an example. So far, we've got a lot of esoteric traits, and we've only got uh, one, two, I've gone, I'm up to the seventh trait, and three of them are solid and four are esoteric. Five, I got up to the eighth trait. Five are esoteric. Uh, ninth trait, the modern man spends less than he earns. This is not esoteric, this is straight up. You have to get your economic shit together, and the way to do that is to spend less than you earn. Full stop. Once you manage to do that achievement, and it is an achievement, then you can start investing in things that are actually going to make you money. You want to be making money while you're sleeping. That's what you want to be doing. Okay? You want to be making money while you're sleeping. If you're only making money when you're getting up and going to work, then you're restricting yourself severely. Tenth trait, the modern man is confident. That's straight up. That's straight up. But at the same time, there is so much depth to that. How do you get confident? Um, I've been watching reruns of Two and a Half Men because it's on the television when I kind of get home and I've done all my stuff and I'm kind of making my food and it, it's at the right time to turn the television on. It's about 6.30 at night. Uh, and it's the, it's the, episode, it's the series with, still with Charlie Sheen in it. And, and the difference between Charlie Sheen's character and um, um, what's-his-face is his brother's character. I can't remember the name of the actor. Uh, that should tell you enough right there. Um, is the fact that if we take if we take personal appearance out of it out of it one of them one of them is successful with women and one of them is not successful with women and if you look at the differences between the two characters and that show is those early series man are so red pill they really are so red pill and you can see they were made in 2003 2004 around those years there that is it's pretty it's pretty way ahead of its time um and charlie sheen's character is is confident but there's so much depth going on there. If you look at Charlie Sheen and then the brother, as repulsive as Charlie Sheen's character supposedly is, he's true to himself. His brother his whole life is living a lie from one moment to the next. And he's never relaxed, the brother. 
How can you be relaxed when you've told so many lies and you're living so many lies that you never know when you're about to be found out? You can't go sit on the back deck looking over the ocean and relax when that's going on. If you're true to yourself, you can. A lot going on in that series. Um, Modern man is confident. The modern man has spent time alone. This is straight up. This one's straight up. Um, And it's about... It's about knowing how to take care of yourself. So you're not relying, you're not reliant on someone else. Do you know how to cook? Do you know how to sew a button? Do you know how to change oil in your car or your motorbike? Do you know how to fix a tire, to fix a puncher, change a wheel on a bicycle? All this basic sort of stuff. Um, Change a washer on a leaky tap. Uh, a basic electrical fitting socket without killing yourself. The modern man has spent time alone. I suppose this is a little bit esoteric when you look at it. Is about, do you know how to take care of yourself? The modern man does not eat with his mouth open. This is about manners. And this is about, so we've got the 12th trait, sorry, 11th trait, the modern man has spent time alone. So you're alone. But we don't live alone. We live in a community. And we live in a society and we have families. So the modern man does not eat with his mouth open coming after the 11th trait was planned that way. So you've spent time alone, but you're not a repulsive pig. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I, ha- I woke up this morning and I had a coffee. I was in my dressing gown, but then I, I shaved. I had a shower. I dressed, I dressed neatly, even though I'm basically really just hanging out today. You're not a slob. It's really important. And you know how to behave in different social settings. The modern man knows how to cook. This kind of goes together with the modern man has spent time alone. Uh, It's about also looking after yourself. I made the cooking one though a specific one so we can take this one literally because this way you're not dependent on a woman. And it's also a health thing to go with Ah, the modern man works out. Because we don't want to be a drain on society. And chances are, guys, when we get older, with the way that uh, we find ourselves in modernity, we're probably going to be alone. So you better have looked after yourself. Because you're in a situation where you need someone else to wipe your asshole. You might be in a bit of trouble. Or literally in a bit of shit. The modern man is not offended. This one is is both straight up, but also so many layers to it. Because this is about the whole socio-sexual hierarchy. That's what this is. Alpha, beta, delta, gamma, omega, sigma. Uh, and Vox Day did a great uh, did a great Vox Versity video on this this week, which I linked to in my hot chicks and links on Friday. Um, but that's what this is about. This is about how you behave. This is about how you react um, with other people. Very, very important one. 15 trait, the modern man reads books. This is not about reading books. This is about being educated. We can't rely on universities or colleges anymore to be educated, but we need to be educated. You need to read the classics. 
You need to read Plato. You need to read Aristotle. You need to read Marcus Aurelius. You need to read Cato the Elder. You need to read uh, Thomas Paine. You need to read Chaucer. You need to read Shakespeare. You need to read Milton. You need to read Friedman. You need to you need to read all of these people. Okay. It's really important. History, economics, politics, art, literature, music. You've got to be well-rounded. And you've got to, and it's about taking an interest in all the work that's been done before you by all of the men who've preceded us. And if they've done that hard work, do you want to benefit from their hard work and take advantage of it, or you just want to let it fly you right by? That's what the 15th trait's about. The modern man reads books. Okay? Listen to audiobooks. Watch videos. I don't care. Uh, go to a class that's not, that's not been corrupted by SJWs. But for fuck's sake, educate yourself. The modern man does not recycle. This is, this is once again, a subtle one. This is the modern man does not buy into the propaganda of the day. He does not buy into fads. He does not, he does not let himself be blown by the winds of, of whatever is, is the cool thing at the time. Climate change, for fuck's sake. That's what the modern man does not recycle is about. Yeah. And you've got, to th- you've got to recognize these things the instant they come up. You can't partake in it for five years and then suddenly, oh yeah, you've got to be woke about this stuff. Everything's an agenda. That's what this is about. There's always something going on. They want you to recycle. It's because everyone suddenly got good. We all just want to love one each other. It's not how it works, guys. It's not how it works. Stop being a simpleton. Stop being a libertarian. Okay, Brains the size of a peanut. 17th trait. The modern man buys the best clothes that he can afford. Once again, this is a subtle one. You spend money to save money. If you buy the cheap shit, guys, you're going to A, look cheap, B, feel cheap, C, spend more money in the long run. I just bought a coat, a pea coat, based on a 19th century English naval pea coat, pure wool, navy, gorgeous, cost me 500 euros in Italy. It's my first coat in 10 years. I still have my other two coats I got the classic black dress coat and I've got the classic uh, coat kind of jacket, leather. It's not a leather jacket, it's like a mountain jacket. Uh, it would be perfect if it had some shearing in it. Shearing, sorry. Um, and now I've got my third coat and I've, I've rounded it out. I've got my snowboard jacket as well. These things are going to last me my lifetime. My classic black coat to Hugo Boss wool cashmere. I bought that back in 2003 cost me 750 pounds at the time bought it in london um it looks amazing i've had it dry cleaned exactly once in that whole time it's it's such a classic coat it looks absolutely fantastic and it feels great and when i wear it people are like holy shit and that's the same with this new pea coat that i got don't skimp on the pate guys don't skimp on the pate don't buy cheap wine don't drop don't buy cheap bourbon don't buy cheap fucking cigars don't be a cheap cunt because you can't take it with you. Um, the modern man does not live with his parents. Uh, that's straight up. <laughs> Guys, I'm not, a, I'm not even going to... Uh, 
I'm not even going to pretend on that one. That one is absolutely straight up what it says to be. Yeah? If you live with your parents, oh my God, what can I tell you? Let's just move on for that one. Oh, and get out early. The, the day you finish school, yeah? Give yourself six to eight weeks to party with your mates and then you're out of home. Any later than that, you're, you're, you're on the path to loserville at this point. You're wasting time. And let me tell you, time is precious. The modern man is not I, the 19th trait. This is the most esoteric trait amongst them. And it is so obviously esoteric. I don't know how people could read this trait and then not think to look back through my other traits to think, hang on a second, was this just a one-off? Or was he actually doing this almost all the way through this stuff? Set 20th trait, the modern man gets a second opinion. I think this one's pretty well straight up. This one's pretty well straight out. Let me just have a look at it. Ah. No, it's not. It's not straight up at all. I've actually forgotten this one. Uh, it's about responsibility. I'm quoting now. The taking of some for your own actions. The abrogation of responsibility is akin to sticking your head in the sand. You have a legal problem, you fire a lawyer. He says X and you take that as gospel. All of this is perfectly fine until it doesn't go the way you wanted. Q, oh, I spelled that incorrectly. Q, gnashing of teeth, wailing of voice, beating of head against parapet. Why, why didn't I get a second opinion? Because you're a lazy son of a bitch. Wow. See that? The modern man gets a second opinion. It's, it's deeper than what it says. How you guys can look at the other ones and think I'm talking about motorbikes or, or, or shaving is just beyond me. The modern man has game. The modern man has game. Um, this is about chicks. Um, and this is about, are you going to give yourself, are you going to be the Charlie Sheen in the Two and a Half Men? Or are you going to be his idiot brother? Because the difference between those two is game. Um, wow. I'm not saying don't get married. I'm saying get married with some game. Didn't take my advice, did I? Wow. Um, so that's a really important one. Uh, the modern man does not text while walking. What is this one about? Okay. Um, basically what this is about is about... It's, a, it's another one of the... Of the this, is, this is about not buying into fads, but not buying specifically into technological fads. Use technology to your advantage... But don't let technology use you. I, like, like you would ne I would never store any of my information in a cloud. Well, what does that even mean? Where is my information? Oh, it's in a cloud. Okay, then. My first question is, who has access to that information? Only you. Really? Really? Only I have access to that information. I, I never got into this cloud shit because it's shit. Absolutely shit. Uh, and this is what the modern man does not text while walking is all about. Once again, esoteric. The modern man gets on with it. Gee, revisiting some of this stuff is good. Um, the modern man gets on with it is about not... Is it, this, is really, this is probably one of the most manly traits uh, on the whole 28 traits. In fact, 
it could well be the most manly of them all. This might be the manliest trait. Uh, and I've got the photo of uh, Neil Armstrong's uh, lunar module doing a test where it went to haywire. He ejected at 200 feet, uh, came back to ground through the fireball of the destroyed module um, and literally walked away from the scene without a word, went back to his desk and started filling out an incident for form. Whereas most guys would be like, oh man, I was so close to death, man. You should have seen, oh man. And bound at the pub and beers and look at me, 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 look at me. Holy fuck. The modern man gets on with it. That is the most manly trait out of the 28th traits of the modern man. Um... What have we got? The modern man does not have a serious girlfriend. Uh, this is about relationships and about marriage and about not wasting your own time and not wasting uh, other people's time, as in girls. I think it's really important to like the 24th trait. Um, I think it's really, really, really important. And the quote here from Roller Tomasi is never under any circumstances have a serious and committed relationship with a woman that you do not intend to marry within six months. Um, and I've said, by having a serious girlfriend, you are limiting your options for someone who plainly isn't worth it. If she was worth it, then you would formally commit, as she would attempt to do with you if you were worth a commitment on her part. Both parties are wasting each other's time until something better comes along. Um, yeah, that's a good one. And that's straight up. The modern man does not cry. That's straight up. Don't be a fucking wussbag pos piece of shit. Uh, the modern man civilizes his children. Straight up. The modern man knows that life is unfair. Straight up. And the modern man associates with other men. Straight up. So I'd say it's about half-half. I don't know. You guys tell me. Let me know in the comments if you took notes about which ones were half-half. I can't be fucked. But it's pretty well close to half-half for straight up. And esoteric you have to dig below the surface and work this stuff out um so where am i so that's the 28 traits of the modern man i'm actually surprised that i haven't done a podcast on this sooner um but i just kind of put up put them up there and thought i thought that it was all quite clear and it was quite obvious but it's obviously not so what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll probably link this podcast to the bottom of the 28 Traits of the Modern Man homepage um, just to make it clear to all the soy boys out there what they're actually about. So there you go. Um, all right, shout-outs. Captain Capitalism um, did a couple of vids this week. I'm watching one at the moment. I'm kind of, with Cappy's videos, I kind of dive in and dive out. I keep them open on my, on my uh, homepage here. He's got the fronter of Red Pill Success. A successful young man who gets laid on a regular basis wants to find friends and potentially a wife. Uh, Cappy explains he's at the frontier of the red pill and these things may not be possible in today's world. Um, interesting so far, very interesting. Um, Aaron Clary, big supporter, personal friend. Check him out at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com um, and check out all of his books. Bachelor Pad Economics, Curse the High IQ, um, lots of them, lots of them. Check him out. Um, hopefully, 
we're going to catch up in person? No, not hopefully. We're definitely going to catch up in person when I get to the States, so that should be good. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, if um, you want to know when I post on my blog, when do I get an article up? Subscribe. Every time I post an article, you'll get an email. Um, up to 3.30 subscribers now. Woo. Slowly, slowly. And these are real people. These are not bots from China. It's nice. You know, I put up a thing and within... Within a couple of hours, it's been read by a hundred or so people straight away, and it's no because of the subscribers that got to it. It's nice. It's good. It's good. I should have done this years ago, um, and then launched my book. Would have been a much better idea, but you know, um, you learn these things as you go. Um, I was actually thinking about this, so let me just. I was I was going to actually s- sign off there, but um, I was having a glass of white wine with lunch. Um, a Gertztraminer Aromatico from Trentino Alto Adige region of uh, northern Italy, white wine, lovely white wine, fantastic with uh, things like eggs and that sort of stuff. Because um, a little bit of sweetness to it, but just a touch, just a touch. One of my favourite white wines. Um, and wine is something you really need to get into, guys, because it's just such a part of life for me. Food, wine, cigars. These, these, these are like the, these are the cornerstones here we're talking about. Um, if I look, if I, if you, it said to me, pick one, one alcohol, beer, wine, whiskey. You know what? What you're only allowed to have one thing for the rest of your life. Wine, and it's not even close. This is not even close. Really, it's not even close. Because then I've got, I've got sparkling wine. I've got red wine. I've got white wine. I've got dessert wine. I've got port. I've got Madeira. I've got so much scope here. Really, you need to, and the way that you get into wine, the way that you understand wine is you, is you, is you taste wine, you, you try it, you, you drink different wines, and you don't just go down to, well, start off with your Cabernet Merlots and your Cabernet Sauvignons and your, and all the rest of it, and your Shirazes and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Gertz Tremina Aromatico, white wine, predominantly from um, Austria, Northern Italy and the Trentino Alto Adige region. I think uh, the French Alsatian area as well uh, has Gertz Tremina. There are so many of these specialised grape varieties which are just so wonderful. But anyway, I'm getting off track. The point that I wanted to make, and I was thinking about this while I was I was drinking the wine over lunch because I knew I was going to record the podcast after I had lunch. The point that I wanted to make was um, I've had a few e- emails recently from young guys uh, who... Once again, just want my advice. A few months ago, I got sick of all the emails, and I basically said, look, if you're going to email me and want advice, you're going to have to pay, and the emails fell off a cliff. It went to zero. Um, And it started to build up again. I've noticed a pattern. Young guys with no money will immediately offer to give me money, whereas middle-aged, older guys with money who want my advice as soon as I say, what about some cash? Run for the hills. I find that very interesting. I find that very interesting indeed. So I've had several young guys over the last few weeks uh, ask me for advice um, and want to if, give me money. And I've taken no money from these guys. No money. I mean, I think one of them is like, 
on the balls of his ass in Colombia teaching English. And I don't even know if he's got enough money to get out of the country anymore. Uh, and he went down there because of an, of, a, of an article that I wrote, which meant get, get out of your comfort zone. So he did. I feel a fair bit of responsibility for this situation. So I'm fucked if I'm going to charge money. Um, but I was thinking about the wine. And then it got me thinking about direction in life as a young man. And I realized that when I was 19, I, was, I had a job, a good job as a wine waiter in a five-star restaurant in Perth. And I really enjoyed it. And they sent me on wine training courses. This is like back in 1989, 1990. And it was just at the start of the wine, when wines really started to boom. So I was in the right, I was at the right place at the right time. And looking back at it now, if I could go back to that time, because I love wine, what would I do? I'd go out to the Swan Valley in Perth and identify, I'd identify the really good wineries that I respected at the time. And I'd go out there to the Swan Valley in Perth and knock on their doors and offer myself up and say, I want, to apprent- I want, to, I want an apprenticeship. I want an apprenticeship and I want to become a winemaker and I want to learn from you guys. So I'll do whatever it takes and I'm smart and I've got few personality problems and I'm a hard worker. And you know what? Someone would have taken me for sure. Absolutely taken me for sure. And looking back now, it's just so clear. But at the time, I was like, I had no idea. I had no idea of how to, of how to get myself through. I thought that you got jobs... I thought that you got, this is the crazy thing, I thought you got jobs by replying to an advertisement in a newspaper, when in actual fact, I'd never got a job like that. The job that I had in the five-star restaurant, I'd literally, uh, a guy that I kind of knew worked there, and he was one of the duty managers, and I walked in and I said, look, I really need a break, and I want to become a barman, um, and I'm, I'm willing to work for two weeks free for you guys, and, and at the end of that time, even if you don't want to give me a job, at least I would have got some skills and and I did two shifts for free and then they hired me. You think I would have learned my own lesson? Except when I went to Sydney a few years later, of course, I tried to get a job by looking in the newspaper. I mean, just as dumb as they come. You know, I'm not learning from my things that worked for me in the past. Learn from things that worked for you in the past, guys. But anyway, I was just thinking about this over lunch and I was thinking, if, if I had to go back in time, that's, that's probably what I'd do. That's probably what I'd do. And then when I took off overseas and rock up in a certain place, it would have been based around wine. I love wine. It would have been one of the things I would have loved to have really got into professionally. I, I, and I would have been great at it. I know I would have been absolutely fantastic winemaker, without a doubt. Um, it's a pity that Australian wine has gone so much to shit in the, since that time. But that's another story. I think I wrote an article on it once and people didn't appreciate it, which meant that it was probably on topic, on target. Um, hey guys, thanks for listening. It'll be back next Saturday. Um, don't you go changing? Um, spread the word. Let, yeah, if you look, if you a lot of people say they really enjoy these podcasts, and my numbers are creeping up. I'm getting around 500, 600 listens an episode now. Um, about a month after they've come out. But uh, help me make the next. Help me make the next jump. If you really enjoy this stuff, is this is this something is that I really want to listen to? Well, spread the word, guys. Spread it around. Friends, enemies, frenemies. I don't care. Whatever. This is Adam Pickett signing off. Don't you go changing. Uh, I'll be back next week. Ciao.